with a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, we are now officially five months into the new year, and we've already seen many new challenges. We've seen catastrophic earthquakes with untold loss of life. We've seen extreme weather conditions. Every day there's a new shooting taking place, not to mention our daily struggles with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Challenges that hinder us and stifle us from moving forward. Challenges that work to drag us backwards. You know, if you're a musician, you know there's nothing worse than playing an out-of-tune instrument. It's flat or it's sharp. It's off-pitch. It doesn't sound right. Concert musicians all know how important it is to be in tune with that concert A, that master tuning that keeps everyone in the orchestra in tune. In the same way, if we expect to keep moving forward in the face of life's challenges and difficulties, we have to make sure our lives are in tune every day with God and Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. So tonight we bring you part 14 in our series entitled, How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that Wonderful, challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I am your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. And as I always say, get to a table and <clears throat> get your pens and paper and uh, notebooks <clears throat> and uh, your Bibles and look forward to being blessed tonight in the Word of God. Now, you know, when the Holy Spirit gives us power, you know, we are able to do things uh, above what we can even think of. This becomes immeasurable, the things that the Holy Spirit measures us into to do. And uh, that's why we need power, because we're just weak, and we're weaklings, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to not only take resident, but become president of our lives. And uh, when he gives us power, uh, we're able to do exceptional things, just like the early church did. They were able to turn the world upside down for Christ. And that's what we need today. We need a revival. That's the only answer to our problems today. And when the Holy Spirit takes over in our lives. Uh, he will give us the uh, strength and the enablement and the power to stay in tune with the master tuner because we need that. We need power in order to do that 
every day, to stay in alignment by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us all these things. It kind of sounds, all of them sound alike, and some of them you might want to write down. It's like when the Holy Spirit works in our life, he, first of all, gives us revelation in God's Word. Revelation in God's Word, the written Word as well as the living Word, which is Jesus Christ. He gives us that revelation of how he wants us to live, how he wants us to obey. And then Revelation, notice all of these leads. It leads to determination. So Revelation number one, uh, number two, leads to determination. And then determination leads to number three, motivation. And then uh, motivation number four leads to domination. You got to be able to have power to dominate the enemy. Be able to uh, not only uh, if the door doesn't open all the way in the name of Jesus, kick it in in the name of Jesus. Kick that door in in the name of Jesus. So we have number four, domination. And then domination leads to number five, resurrection. How about that? How about that encouraging you tonight? All of those words that sound alike but it comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, just hold on. Some of you are going through a difficult time right now. And uh, I'm going to give you an acronym. This is by way of my introduction. I want to give you an acronym for holding, just holding on, just hold on. And the H stands for hold. Uh, H-O-L-D, hold. H means hold. And then because when you let God hold on to you, his grip is much stronger. You're secure. But when you try to hold on to God, your grip will come loose. But let God hold on to you. His grip is stronger. And then the O stands for on. Uh, hold on. And then the P stands for patience. And we need patience uh, because we are impatient people. And God answers prayer by saying, yes, no, and wait. And wait is the hardest for most of us. And then E is expectation. Uh, I always encourage people and say, God is getting ready to do a great work in your life this year and every day. Just hold on with patience and believe with an expectation that Something great is going to happen in your life because God is a great God. And he says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And you're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. And he said, he will supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, Dr. Buckner, the Holy Spirit is speaking right to me through you. Well, praise the Lord. That's the way it should be. Now, I want to continue in the line of this and our subject matter to uh, stay in tune with the master tuner. And I talked about uh, there are three ways we can discern God's leading in our life. Three ways on how we can discern God's leading in our life. And I said last time, number one, a yielded heart can hear God more clearly. A yielded heart can hear God more clearly. And I tell you, uh, if our hearts are not yielded to God, 
uh, we're going to have, uh, it's going to be fog in our life. And when fog comes in our life, it's hard to hear from God. So there's an acronym for fog too. Uh, F, focus, O, on, G, God. How about that? So a yielded heart can hear God more clearly. And now uh, how you're going to do that is you have to unplug all of the things that is distracting you from hearing from God on a daily basis. You got to hear from God the first thing in the morning. When you first get up, that's one thing they learn. we learn in seminary. First thing you do is start the day off with God, dialoguing with God. God is a God of dialogue. Most of the time when we pray, it's always monologue. God, I want this. I want that. I want this. But we're not listening from God. We're not listening uh, what God is trying to say to us. He's a God of dialogue. He wants to see dialogue with you. So prayer, when you pray before your Bible study, that's where you uh, communicate with God. And then God's word is where he communicates with you. How about that? Now, I, I talked about these different S in relationship to this number one. And let me kind of add to this list of S. And I just want to say this, and, and number one, all these, I'm going to talk to you about seven S here. Share with you seven S. First S, sit. And then second S, still. The third S, silence. In silence. And the fourth S, stay. In, in all of these things. And the fifth one, then you'll be able to, the fifth uh, S, uh, you will be able to uh, stand. And uh, then that's the fifth one. And then the sixth one, you'll be able to, uh, to have the Holy Spirit to work in your life. So you, we got number one, sit. Number two, still. And number three, in silence. Number four, stay there. Number that's number four, number five, and he will enable you to stand. And then number six, uh, you know, you'll be able to stand. That's number six. Uh, and then you'll be able to, I'm going to say that, throw in there the Holy Spirit. So we want to sit still. Number one, sit still in silence. And four, stay. Five, God will give you the strength to stand. And then number six, uh, you'll be able to have a Holy Spirit. I'm just going to leave out number seven right now. You'll be able to uh, stand in the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, let me say this as well, because this is very important. Number two, God challenges us every day to test everything against scripture or the Bible to test everything against scripture and the Bible. Just the God wants us to be in the midst, in the midst of testing because he's a God of, of testing and he wants us to test anything that comes up against the word of God. And the apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21 to test and prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. So we want to hold fast to that which is good, according to the Apostle Paul. And then, well, I said before that the Berean Christians uh, in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 17 and verse 11, 
they tested everything that Paul said to the scriptures. And that's what we are to do. Anything that comes our way, we got to test it with the word of God. So if we study God's word and know the Bible inside out, beneath, below, above, and we will be able to have power and God will knock ignorance out of our lives so that we can discern his will so that we will not experience disaster and tragedy in our lives. Now, there are three enemies and, uh, and these three enemies are always in the business of distraction. And who are they? Number one is the devil. He comes at us in the spiritual realm. And then number two is the flesh. He's distracting us in the inner realm. That's why Paul says, every time I try to do good, evil is present with me. Uh, that which I hate, that is what I do. And so the flesh is always warring against the spirit. You look at that in Galatians chapter five. And then uh, number three, the world. That's the third enemy that's always coming at us in the outer realm. And this is spiritual warfare at work to distract us from all those S when it talks about, you know, us being still so we can hear from God. And now if we get into the three attractions, so you got distraction, but you got attractions. We get into the three attractions, which is the father, number one, the son, number two, and the Holy Spirit, number three. We need to be attracted to those things that keeps us to stay in tune with the master tuner. Now, number three, God challenges us to test everything against what you know God sounds like. To test everything against what you know God sounds like. Because it's important for us to know what God sounds like. Now, how do we know what God sounds like? Well, from the word of God, from knowing the word of God and knowing his word. And when we know his word, we'll know what God sounds like. Now, when you spend that intimate personal time with God alone, you will get to know God's voice and his leading is like, what his leading is like. Jesus said in, in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. See, you will know his voice by knowing his word. If you don't know his word, then you're not going to know his voice, and you're not going to be able to distinguish that from other voices. Now, how do people distinguish God's voice from false religions? It's because we know the Bible. How do we distinguish God's voice from cults? Because we know God's voice. How do we distinguish God's voice from somebody that's trying to get you to commit fornication, adultery, uh, gambling, lying, cheating, and idolatry, immorality? Uh, how do we know God's voice as a young person over against other voices with young people trying to seduce you? And, and we have so many people getting into pornography with the internet and all this stuff. We got to know God's voice. God's voice is crystal clear, strong, and pure, and it, it comes uh, from outside of yourself through his word. This, let me say this in conclusion, say this in conclusion. This experience helps you to know in the moment 
in a moment whether what you are hearing is from God or not. When there is an alien voice, a strange voice that calls you on your phone, that or calls you on the internet, calls you uh, in so many different ways, uh, Facebook, you know, we need to keep our face in God's face, and then we won't get deceived by Facebook and FaceTime and all this other stuff. So uh, when we know God's voice, we will know a strange voice. We'll know uh, voices that are different from the voice of God, and we'll shut down that voice because there are so many scam artists today trying to scam us in so many different ways, financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But if you talk on the phone all the time, you will know exactly what their voice sounds like and don't have a wonder or guess whose voice it is, because you will know the right voice over the wrong voice. And uh, the same is true with God's voice. His voice is crystal clear, and he has a consistent voice in his word, in the living word, the written word, and he will never lead you astray if you follow his voice every day in your life. Now, we're going to close in prayer on this. Dear God, we thank you for the message and the messenger. We pray, Lord, that you would help uh, us today, right now, to hear your voice by getting into your word and having that intimate, personal time with you, being in your face daily, so that we can know your voice and distinguish it from the enemy's voice. So we ask you to forgive us of our sins, and we repent of our sins. We pray that we'll get into your word and get the word of God in us. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you tonight. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, get on the phone. Give us a call right now because now is the best time. We still have so much time left in the broadcast to entertain your comments, your questions, your concerns. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. If you want to put prayer first, seek God first. He's got all the answers. He's got all the resources. Scripture says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and they are safe. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. There's so much in God's word that's calling us to, to seek his face. You know, I always say you got to have that FaceTime with the Lord every day. Mm-hmm. And speaking of prayer, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith these many, many years, because this is a prayer-driven ministry. Without those prayers, we know we wouldn't be on the air as long as we have been. So we thank you for your prayers. We also want to thank you for your generous donations. Uh, it's so important. This is a listener-supported ministry. 
And without your prayers and financial giving, there's no way we can continue to do what God has called us to do. Your partners with us through your prayers and through your giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. So that's one way you can donate. The second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And then click on the Donate button. It's so simple, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And, you know, we all need help from time to time. We all need someone to, to come alongside of us and bless us in some way, shape, or fashion. And we have uh, a good friend of our ministry. His name is Bruce Dillenbeck. He's, he's been a longtime supporter of Contending for the Faith. And he is going through very difficult, uh, trying times right now. And so we're just asking the listening audience to do two things, to pray first, because we always say prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. But we're also asking for financial help. He, he needs surgery. He's had COVID. He uh, has been a, a longtime uh racehorser and uh, he was trampled uh, by one of the horses and so he has to pay for all the surgery um, and he's way behind on uh, his uh, I guess the stable fees and all the stuff that goes along with taking care of about 11 horses so he's he's behind and so he started a GoFundMe page he's trying to rent he's trying to raise ten thousand dollars to pay for his surgery and, and uh, his mortgage and stuff that he's in the rears on because of all this stuff that's happened. So we're coveting your prayers. And if God has blessed you to be able to uh, help support him some kind of way financially, well, he has a GoFundMe page. So you just go to GoFundMe.com. And in the search bar, just put in Horseman in Need. Horseman in Need. And it'll take you to his GoFundMe page. And if God has blessed you to be able to help this brother, it would be tremendous because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we all at some point, we end up uh, going through some fiery trials. We go through some strong tests. We go through, you know, as, as Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And I believe God wants us to stand in support of one another. What good is our faith? What good is our Christianity if we see a brother in need and we don't do anything to help him? You know, it's it's amazing. I think about how many times so many people have gathered around me and my family and our, and our points of need throughout the years and supported us and blessed us and have given to us. And I just tell you, I, every opportunity I get these days, I really try to give because I know what it's like. And God always comes through. God always blesses as a result. God loves a cheerful giver. You can't outgive God. And sometimes our giving is really an act of worship because we're saying to God, you know what? I'm giving what I have and I'm trusting you to meet my needs as a result. 
And God always does. He always does. He's, he's so faithful. Um, I mentioned this before that in our church every year, the beginning of the year, we encourage people to, to tithe. If you've never tithed, you know, we say, trust God. You know, the scripture says, test me, see if I won't open the windows of heaven. And we, we say, look, we'll give you a money back guarantee every, every January. We say, look, tithe for three months and see if God doesn't meet your needs. If he doesn't meet your needs, we will give you a tithe back. And I got to tell you, we have never given back a cent because God is faithful. He's come through every time, testimony after testimony after testimony. You can't outgive God. And God is faithful. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, right? So we want to trust God and believe God. So I want to encourage you tonight as God has enabled you. You can help this gentleman out. Pray for him. Again, his name is Bruce Dillenback, and he's got a GoFundMe page. Just go to GoFundMe.com and type in the search bar, Horseman in Need, and you'll come up across his page. He's, he's trying to raise $10,000 for medical expenses and back rent and all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's had COVID, and now he's got this serious injury, and it's just been one thing after another. So we're praying for him. And uh Asking you to pray, and as God has blessed you to be able to give. All right, Dr. Buckner, ready yes, for the call. Gary, and uh, thank you for all of that. And uh, Brother Bruce has been a big supporter of our ministry when uh, we were in a dire need of support, uh, and sometimes almost like going off the air. That brother, every time his horse would win a race, and he's still that way today. He would give uh, a good portion of that to our ministry. So he's a sacrificial giver, and uh, now is the time for us to step up and help that brother out. So uh, thank you for that, Brother Gary, and we pray for people to touch uh, the situation around him. And uh, why don't you just lead us in a prayer for him right now, and uh, people in the Bay Area can join in, and then we'll get to our callers. All right, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to lift Brother Bruce up in prayer. We know, Lord God, that you got him covered one way or the other. We just pray right now that you meet all of his needs because Philippians 4.19 says that our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And your word says that you are not a man, that you should lie, but all your promises are yes and amen. And that you are faithful, Lord God. Even when we're not, Lord God, you're still faithful. The 23rd Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. And so, Lord God, we thank you today that we, David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen a righteous forsaken of the seed begging bread. And we just pray right now, Lord God, we pray that you lift up our brother today. Help him, Lord God, financially with the doctors, with the with the finances and, and the back rent and everything that's on his plate right now, Lord God, that you would give him peace even in the midst of all of this, to know that you're working and be on his behalf. And we thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, let's get to some of our callers. All right. We have Brother Jermaine online. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Well, good. It's always good to hear your voice. And uh, what's uh, on your heart tonight? Well, just, uh, you know, first of all, I heard uh, Brother Gary, that was powerful. I'm going to do my best to help this brother out. But um, I, uh, 
I want to ask about Christians who take on, who are actors who take on roles that just become blasphemous at times and, you know, vulgar. I just, it kind of doesn't sit well with me, and I'm not trying to be judgmental because I don't know what level of faith everybody's at. It's just but when you see someone who says they're a professing Christian after they know the truth, then they take on roles where they're, like, horrendously cussing up a storm, they're playing some horrible part of blaspheming Lord. You know, I saw the, the guy who played Black Panther do that. It, it's just very disturbing to me, and I was just curious about your thoughts of uh, people who do that. Right. That's a good question. And I'm going to let Gary start off with this, and I'll say some things after that, because Gary has uh, dealt with people in the filming industry, and uh, he has some things he'd like to say to you uh, on that, first of all, Gary. Yeah, um, Jermaine, I'm co-founder of Northern California Filmmakers Coalition, and uh, we have dealt with a lot of, you know, aspiring actors and actresses and and many of them have had small roles and different various roles in commercials and in television and film. And as they come through, one of the things that we always let them know, first of all, that, that we are uh, people of faith. And I tell them all the time, look, you have to make up your mind in advance what you're going to do. And I say, look, one day you're going to stand before God and he's going to say, did you make that? Were you in that? That was you? Right. And turn around and see how many people have fallen as a result of that role that you played. Right. We have a we have a social responsibility as creators, as actors, as whatever we do, that we don't cause somebody to stumble and fall, especially in the entertainment industry. Right. So if you're going to profess your faith as a Christian, I mean, that's that's also your witness. You know, what kind of witness is that to the rest of the world? And, and at that point, you're compromising and that you're also causing other people to fall. So if you're an actress and you're taking your clothes off, what does that do? Right. Uh, if you're if you're a man and you're and you're blaspheming God's name. And I'm familiar with that movie that you're talking about, because it really hurt my heart to see him. That was his last role. Matter of fact. And it was just it was horrible. I just, I, I couldn't deal with it. I, I was disturbed by that, that, that particular film with uh, Chadwick. And um, it, it saddened me because I had a lot of respect for him as an actor. And, uh, you know, it, it's, when you hear that stuff, you know, how can you, you know, as a Christian, it should, it should disturb you. It should hurt your heart. It should, um, you should feel conviction. I mean, when I mean reading it, let alone you know reading the page, let alone speaking the words. Um, so you know, I'm with you on the on the issue of of judge being judgmental. We don't know where a lot of people are in their faith or how they've been discipled and what they're doing personally. But it's it's a poor witness when that takes place, and it's and it's also you know like I said, it's, it can be in my mind. I'd I'd be afraid, you know. You talk about being God fearing. It says, "Woe unto those who cause other people to stumble and fall." Right. So you don't want to be the person that's creating a stumbling block for someone else. Um, but anyway, that's my two cents. I know well, that's, Dr. A, things yeah, to add. that's a really good answer, brother Gary, and thank you for that so much. And I'll just add a little bit to that. Um, I think. 
when things like this happen, and it's really uh, terrible when people, especially when they claim to be Christians and uh, they go out and do that 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 stuff because you know the we are not supposed to do the three C's: compromise, confuse, and contradict. And like Gary said, we have to stand before God and give an account. And I would hate to be before God and like Gary was saying, and be a stumbling block towards others getting in the kingdom of God, because you have to make that take that stand right away and say, you know. Uh, this uh, you see that sometimes with Chris Pratt, you know, uh, that you know, it's Christian that you know, I'm not going to do this and do that, you know, uh, and you have to take that stand immediately. Uh, and but I want to say this, uh, just to add to Brother Gary, that um, we always got to keep our eyes on prophecy, too. That um, prophecy talks about in the end of time. This is what we're going to be dealing with. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the very things that you're talking about, Jermaine. And you may want to look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. talks about perilous times shall come. And in verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, and men shall be lovers of their own selves. And then it talks about covetous and bolsters and proud. And here's the word there blasphemers, you know, and, and and that sort of thing. And then you look at verse 4, and they are uh, high-minded, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Uh, and then verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the Apostle Paul let us know that in the last days, because uh, these things are going to be manifested. And, you know, one of the things I was, I sent something over to Brother Gary the other day. And you think this is bad. You know, think about this. This is a lot worse. There are people right now that's uh, promoting Satanism like it's never been promoted before. Satanism is becoming a big time thing uh, in uh, the movie industry. Uh, a lot of actors, rappers are involved with that. You have uh, uh, even schools. You know, they have it now where they have like a satanic club that after school, and they don't even tell the parents about that. The parents just assume them on that, that the kids get involved with the satanic things and learning about Satanism. And, and so uh, another guy in our ministry said, Dr. Butner, what in the world is going on? I said, again, prophecy. Because in Revelation chapter 13, before the man of sin, the son of perdition, the, the beast is manifested. One of the things that he's going to bring with him is Satanism. And it says in Revelation 13, and the whole world uh, worship the dragon. <clears throat> now, who is the dragon? It's another... Uh, symbol symbolic word for Satan. And it says the whole world worship. The world is being conditioned right now, not only for the number 666. That's why the world is dominated with uh, computers. And we're moving further and further away from numerics. Uh, and so, so we have to understand that Satanism is behind what you're talking about in the, in this thing, but it's a much more severe when you you have people being very bold about it, there was a time when people wouldn't talk about Satanism like that. 
except for people that were involved with Satanism. But man, it's starting to spread everywhere now. And even, sad to say, even some churches are starting to embrace that. You say churches? Yeah. You have some churches that are starting to do that. Sad to say, but they're not Christian churches. There's no Christian church going to do that. So anyway, uh, hopefully that adds some good meat to what you've been, your question. Uh, hopefully that, that, that helps out. Yeah, very much. Thank, thank you for that. And, and I, real quick, I, I want to take up the time for that. Uh, our brother Gary mentioned his organization. I, I found out he's actually working with my uh, second cousin. Her name is uh, Jamelia. <laughs> so I just thought oh, that was really? funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my, my first cousin's daughter. And we, we were real tight. And I, I happened to be trying to find the, the website one day. And I said, hey, that's my family. <laughs> so I don't want to take a <laughs> oh, too much you know, time. But, you know, it's, yeah, uh, he's on our know, board. When we talk about uh, Disneyland, a small, small world, it's really true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on our board. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's her. If you go to our web website, ncfc.media, you'll see her picture there. Yeah, that's why I found it a, a year ago. I completely forgot about it, but uh, yeah, I got his funny sometime with the connections he, he gives us, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Thank you, Jeremy. So we better take that break. I see uh, the thing flashing. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more Contending for Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. All right. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, we want to encourage you to continue to pray for our ministry as well as give. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to get back to these uh, questions and calls. Let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, we're going to go to Brother Rick. Brother Rick, how are you doing? What's on your heart so we can use our time wisely? In, in the book of Job, is there any section in Job where he deals with the uh, female sex? Okay. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, is there any part in the uh, book of Job that he deals with the female sex? Well, you know, a lot of times when you read the book of Job, uh, he's dealing with, uh, you know, uh, the confrontation of satan and and as well as uh, god and and then he deals with uh his wife and that's a confrontation a big confrontation of female uh, sex and he's dealing with her and she wants him to curse god and and die and he says you speak as a foolish woman and uh he became a strong leader of his household and even in the face of his wife telling him to compromise and so and then he deals with it there's these three uh, friends, uh, knuckleheaded friends, and they are, uh, what I call, uh, the three, the first 
word faith teachers because they basically is telling Job that you're sinning because you're suffering. And that's what word faith teachers do. They say all suffering is a result of sin, and that's not true. You look at uh, John 9, and you see that uh, uh, the blind man was born blind, but Jesus said neither he nor his mother, but they try to lock. Now, some uh, suffering is a result of sin, but not all. And so, but I think one of the most classic cases of, uh, you know, Job dealing with the female sex and a warning, it's a warning in there about uh, two men. Uh, I was uh, counseling a, a gentleman the other day. He's a leader, a church leader. And uh, I, I literally shared this scripture with him, and he was blown away with it because he said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm having a struggle with my eyes towards uh, uh, women. My eyes go all over the place. So I gave him Job uh, uh, chapter 31, if people care to look at that, Job chapter 31 and verse 1. And Job, here's Job's integrity with women. He says, in Job 31 and 1, I made a covenant with mine eyes, a covenant agreement between him and God. I made a covenant with my eyes, uh, meaning plural, all all of his eyes. Why then should I think another word here would be lust upon a maid or a woman? It would have been good for Arnold Schwarzenegger to... Uh, read this <laughs> when he took advantage of that maid. Uh, so uh, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think or lust upon a maid? So very few people uh, don't uh, never known that in the scriptures that Job uh, is talking about men don't lust with your eyes. And that's one thing we need to crucify every day is the eyes. And that's what Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ in Galatians 2 and 20. So we need to crucify the eyes, the ears, the tongue, and everything. Uh, hopefully that helps out, Brother Rick. Thank you. Very good. And you have any prayer requests before we get to our next caller? Just uh, just uh, give, give praise to God right now for the uh, successful surgery and continue, and continue the uh the, the recovery uh, phase of what's going on with me right now, especially with my prostate and everything else in my body. Amen. All right. That's a good prayer request. Uh, All right. Gary. Yeah, let's pray for that. Lord, we just thank you for a good praise report uh, uh, that a, the surgery was successful, Lord God, that you were there and, and you guided that surgeon's hand, Lord God. And we just pray for Brother Rick to have a speedy recovery. We pray for his prostate and everything to be functioning the way you intended, Lord God. Bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness to his entire body, Lord. Strengthen him and encourage him and help him, Lord, to stay strong. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call. And I know that you're in the hospital now, but we're going to continue to keep you in prayer for a speedy recovery uh, and uh, keep us posted. All Thank right. You. God bless you, brother. Thank All you. right. So All we right. had uh, next question is from Brother Alfred. He's off the air, but he wants to know what is the most important commandment. And then he has a question for both you and me, and and he says, "What brings us the biggest joy from working in ministry?" 
All so right. First question, what's the most important commandment? Okay, well, let me just answer that quickly, and then we'll get to the other. The most important uh, commandment is what Jesus answered to uh, his own apostles and his disciples, because they asked him, he asked them the same question. They said, Lord, what is the greatest commandments? And Jesus said, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, upon these two hang all the laws and the prophets. So uh, that's the answer that Jesus gave. And we don't have to uh, be uh, thinking about the a commandment dealing with uh, the Sabbath day and all of the 613 laws of the Old Testament, because that's the old covenant. We're under a new covenant right now. And uh, Hebrews chapter 8 says the old covenant is obsolete. It's done with. We're under a new covenant now, and we're under a covenant of love. And you may want to look at also uh, Romans 13, where it talks about uh, that the love is the fulfillment of the law. And so that's what I want to say on that. And Gary, I'll let you uh, go first on the next uh, question, and then I'll add to that before we close. All right. So the question is, what is what brings us the most joy? And I think that, you know, the, for me personally, this ministry working um, on contending for the faith, knowing that God had, has called my name before the foundations of the earth and prepared this work for me to do. And it's something that I can do. It, it taps into my the gifts that I have, and I, it gives me great joy. Also, working with the men at our church, rubbing elbows with the believers and 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 mentoring folks is also a great joy for me. So I'm going to stop right there because I I can keep going and going. So I'm going to let you go ahead and finish. Okay, thank you so much. I guess I could uh, say that, yeah, continuing for the faith, that calling that God has given us and to be on the air every Saturday, ministering to people, equipping them, and seeing even those who come to salvation uh, mm -hmm. in the Lord. And so uh, the calling of being a, uh, a husband, a father, um, a pastor, I'm also a professor, and then a radio show host, uh, just having that calling, those callings is a tremendous joy. And to be able to do this with Gary on every Saturday. And then also uh, the one of the greatest joys is to see people get saved and come to know the Lord and get into the kingdom of God, because you, you don't want to see people go to hell. You should never be uh, happy with just saying, I'm going to heaven. And you just want to go there by yourself. You need to, you want to see as many people going to heaven every second somebody's dying, going to hell. And the greatest joy is when I uh, minister to somebody and they say, you know, uh, I want to turn my life over to the Lord. That's a great joy. All right, Brother Gary, I'm going to turn that over to you and knock a home run in the name of Jesus. All right. Now I'll just say one more thing that uh, we want to encourage folks, if you are able to help Bruce Dillon back uh, with his his financial needs, again, go to the GoFundMe.com and put on and click on the Horseman in Need and you'll be a blessing to him. So, well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please, drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, 
Tiburon, California, 94920. So please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.